0: You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Hello, and welcome once again, family and friends, to our what was Sunday extra. Yep. Is now midweek extra. Midweek extra. Which is exciting.
1: Hello, everybody. Um,
0: welcome. We are enjoying. We've done one midweek, and I think it's kind of fun, isn't it? I to have a fantastic. midweek. I
1: think it's fantastic. Absolutely. I think we should not just wait for a Sunday morning, but uh, engage every day. And this is another opportunity to do yeah, that. So, yeah, fantastic. I'm that. looking forward to it.
0: Yay, how exciting. We are beginning a new series. Uh, we've ended our Homes of Hope, and so we're beginning a new series that we're calling Disciple Shift. It's all about Disciple Shift. Disciple Shift. Uh, we really believe that the Holy Spirit is restoring us back to the main mission. Amen. It hasn't ever changed, and we did always have a heart for that, but he's giving us some new strategies and some, just some fresh insight and also some passion towards how do we get back to doing what Jesus said to do in the Great Commission. Matthew so 28, he left yeah. us with this, didn't he? Um, let me read it. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore... I love it because it's therefore, because Jesus has been given all authority. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name Mm. of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus didn't say this was an optional extra. Jesus didn't say this was just for those with the evangelist longing or calling upon their lives. Instead, it was a commandment that was given to every one of us, to every believer, every follower of Jesus. This is for you and me. So in this series, what we're going to be doing is unpacking the what, the why, the where, the how of discipleship. And the reason we're calling it discipleship is that we believe that God is shifting us back into what, like I said before, a biblical normal, biblical reality, and then outworking of what that looks like and what that really means to be disciples. So... Our invitation is come with us on the journey. Join us. We're we're really (laughs) praying that you're going to be stirred. You're going to be stretched. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be equipped. You're going to be encouraged as much as we are to co-mission. What an exciting thing. We get to mission with Jesus, co-mission with Jesus to make disciples who then go on to make disciples. Like That's just the best adventure ever. This is the best adventure ever. Wow. So today, again, I have the most amazing, glorious Paul Zanato with us. Yay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Not sure about
1: glorious, but it's really good be, <laughs> Look at him. It's, yeah, yeah. in all his glory. Well, for those
0: listening, you can't see, but he's wearing an amazing green scarf and yeah. he's looking spot on. And um, it's helpful because I'm in black. So thank you, Paul. Lovely. Well, let me just, for those who haven't listened or tuned in before, Paul is one of the pastors here at Melbourne Lights Church, but he's so much more than that. He's a husband, he's a father, he's a friend, he's a pastor, he's a prophet, he's led right. on teams, multiple teams, and he, he's on the New Covenant Ministries International team, currently serving there and travels the world when we can travel. When we
1: can travel. Not <laughs> right now. <laughs> Not right now.
0: And that's a bit of a sad point, but it will happen again. Right. It will. He's speaking into the nations over Zoom and other formats. So yeah. we're we're very blessed. Thank and we're you. so blessed to have you here. Wow with wow. us and part of our community here. So, yay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Let's get into it. Let's get right into it. Let me just lay a platform because this is the first. And then I'm going to be asking Paul lots of questions again because he has a lot of wisdom, insight, experience, and, and anointing, really, on this whole topic. It got me really excited. Yeah. Really excited. It's a
1: great topic, uh, Gabby, and uh, I think it's so good that the Holy Spirit is refocusing really focusing us on discipleship. So, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Yay. In the Bible, let's have a look at what a disciple is or what it was. And so let's reference that. Um, So in the Bible, when they talked about disciple, the word disciple, it was a person who was a a follower, like a learner, a person who followed a teacher or a rabbi. Jesus was often called rabbi. or That's another word for teacher or master. So the disciple desired to learn not only the teachings of the rabbi, So they did that, but to also imitate the practical details of their life. They modelled their lives on that rabbi or on that teacher. The word comes from the root word, "discipulus," meaning student. It is a lot like an apprentice. It's learning on the job. And that's what Jesus did when he called the disciples, didn't he? To follow him. him. He called them and then on the road, they did life together. On the journey, they discovered who Jesus was. He unpacked scriptures. He revealed who the father was. He healed the sick. You know, he did it all. And as they went, they got to ask questions and they grew and they learned. And then not only that, he got them to go and do it as well. He released them to do the same thing. I really love that about Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, Paul, here's a question. When (laughs) you think about a disciple, what do you think of?
1: I think you, you've already uh, used the word for me. It's apprentice, And I, I like this idea that as disciples, men and women, we are master apprentices. Mm, uh, it's this idea that he or she, uh, or, or she sits at the feet of King Jesus. Wow. And we are learning from him, but we're also doing it. And it's, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's this both and. So as we sit at, and learning from the master uh, carpenter, Uh, We become uh, like him. We start operating like him. Uh, It's said that we become like the people we spend the most time with. And so, if when we're in proximity with Jesus, when Mm -hmm. we are, uh, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later. But when we are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we become more and more like the people we spend time to. And so we start doing this. But we're not just apprentices, are we? We are, by DNA, sons and daughters. And I love this idea that when we come at the cross of Jesus, uh, a a kind of a supernatural DNA happens, that we, 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 we get the mind of Christ, we get the spirit of Christ, and we get this desire to become disciples like Jesus was. Wow, and amazing. so we pick up we pick up his heart. Yeah. And I think a disciple is somebody who carries the heart of Jesus. And the idea is that we want to multiply. And the language is always that of the kingdom of God. I love this. It's always about addition and multiplication. The devil yeah. always divides and subtracts. Wow. But the it's kingdom of God is always about multiplication. Yes. And discipleship is... I've been given talents, I've been blessed, how can I give it to other people so they can give it out, so they can give it out? So it's this idea uh, that in all that I am, I become more like Jesus as a master apprentice.
0: That's an incredible answer. I mean, well, wow. step one is get close <laughs> to Jesus and stay close to Jesus, yep. keep beholding Jesus
1: Absolutely. and learn Absolutely, from the Gabby.
0: master. I love how you've worded that and you, Paul is giving us language to know how to do this and, and if we do what... Is being suggested. If we do get close to Jesus, we're going to see things change. We're going to become those disciples, aren't we? That's right. A that's shift right. will Amen. happen. Amen. That's, that's, right. that's number one, has to be. Um, so, Paul, Jesus said in John 16, 7, mm. that it was better that he would go. Remember, wow. he's about to go. He's telling his disciples. Obviously, the disciples are, are afraid. They don't understand really what is happening. Um, but he said, it's better that I go because that way the helper, the advocate, uh, the promise of the Father, who's the Holy Spirit, could come. How on earth could it be better? How even in their minds, but later on we have the privilege of being able to see history down history now. How is it better that Jesus goes away? How is that better? The best disciple maker ever has gone.
1: What a what a great question. And it's 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 complicated, but also if we look at it through the, the, the lens of the whole of the Bible, yeah. which we need to do, we, we, we understand it. So um, let me approach it this way. First of all, theologically, that Jesus had to go away to fulfill his messianic prophetic fulfillment mm-hmm. to be reunited with, in the right hand side of the Father. Yeah. Uh, and we look at theologically at Scripture. It's divided into three aspects, if you like it. It's not quite like that. So there's the era of the Father, yeah. you know, the creation. So we, we see the whole birthing of a nation, of Israel. And, and, and they related to God mm, the Father God's very much. Yeah. And the Spirit was there, but it's, he's never called the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. He's always called the Spirit of God. Wow. And Jesus was present because they were yes. all there. You know, one of the names of God, Elohim, is the plurality of God. And so the Old Testament is the era of the father. And then we have 400 years of silence. And then we have Jesus coming in, don't we? And so it's the era of the son, the birthing, you know, the, the birthing of, of what it means to be a redemptive people. So we see the cross, we see the kingdom of God and, and the centrality of the, the language of the kingdom. And then we have the Holy Spirit it says, I must go now to herald yes. in the maturing of the church. So we see the Acts of the Apostles. We see the church in Antioch, which was the first church. Incredible. And and now I still believe that the Acts of the Apostles are still being written. We're it. Yes. We're still be yes. being written. Exactly. And so uh, we see the Father moves to his rightful place. Jesus takes his rightful mm-hmm. place. The Holy Spirit is here in preparation for the return of the King. Wow. And everything points to the return of the Creator. And so he had to go to fulfill... The Messianic prophecy of what Jesus was doing. And, and we always see um, theologians call this the perichoresis. It's the dance of the Trinity that they always favor one another. That's beautiful. And so Jesus favors the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit takes no glory. Yeah. The Holy Spirit always brings us back to Jesus. The whole glory, which the Father does to is to bring it back to Jesus. Mm,
0: that's and so, beautiful. And
1: that's so then so and then we see that he moves aside because in John fourteen and John sixteen as you read, he's called the advocate, the paraclete, the instructor. Yeah. And 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 that was his role. Or yes. that is his role I should say, not that yes. was, it is his role right now that he instructs us to be disciples. As we are becoming disciples in Jesus, yeah. we then disciple other people. Uh, as I said the other day, the cross of Jesus both vertical, yeah. as I am centered in the Holy Spirit, but I need to bring people with us. We're not the Dead Sea. And so we see that Jesus moves on in order for the Holy Spirit to come to instruct us to become disciples like Jesus was.
0: Wow. Wow, that's really amazing. That's so powerful and really helpful to actually look at it as in the different eras. I really like that. Wow, wow. Um, So Jesus gave us an enormous, he leaves his disciples, he leaves us with this enormous, seemingly, in some ways, impossible task. Like, you know, it's huge. It's a massive vision and mission, which it always is when it's God. Go and make disciples of nations, of all nations, not just some, all nations. But then, like you said, he left, but he empowered us to do it. Because yep. he never asks us to do something that he doesn't empower us to do. Yes. Like, he wouldn't do that. And we yeah. see in Acts 1 and 2, all right, so we're going to, to this era of the Spirit being poured out. And, yeah. and this is where disciple the whole go and make disciples um, yeah. comes under and how we get to be disciples. We see in Acts 1 and 2, in the upper room, the disciples are gathered there to pray. It's one of my favorite. I love the Book yeah. of Acts. They're gathered there. They're waiting as Jesus says, "Wait for the promise of the Father." So they they're faithfully gathering and yeah. praying together and That's doing so. what they know to do. Yeah. And the Bible does say they were of one heart and one mind and one accord. I love the oneness that was yeah. happening there. And then suddenly, the suddenly happens. The suddenness of God. The suddenness of God. Um, the suddenly is the Holy Spirit comes with a mighty, rushing, turbulent mm. wind. Mm. You know, it's not a little. Mm blow it's like the room is filled with the force yes. of heaven everybody knows heaven, about it. everybody not one could say did you feel that i mean yeah. they all encountered that that's right and then fire comes and engulfs and sits upon each of them and then we know um that they begin to speak in other languages Amen. in other tongues so and good. what i love about this is as they have this incredible powerful encounter where they're clothed. Basically, the Bible says, "From with power from on high by the Holy Spirit, he comes in, breaks in, and then the result of that was that they couldn't help but go out onto the streets. They overflowed into the streets.
1: Overflowed. I loved it. Overflowed. Absolutely. They spilled they out. To, they were yeah. compelled
0: to go. Yep. I mean, the message of the Holy Spirit is not in confliction with Jesus. And the message of Jesus doesn't conflict the Father. They're all one. Yeah. And their heart is that we go. And when Holy Spirit comes, I've said it before on, on some of these, is some people get really worried that if mm. we spend time with the Holy Spirit and we focus on the Holy Spirit as we gather, we'll just become insular. Mm. Um, but no, when he comes, he empowers, and then we're compelled to go. Yeah, That's a yeah. sign of, of him coming. Why? He came to clothe us. Um, with power from on high so that we could be witnesses. So good. One of the jobs That's is to be witnesses of Jesus.
1: Absolutely.
0: I love it. Um, it says, but you, and I put here in Acts 1, eight, but you, and it's a plural you, yeah. and I love that he didn't just come firstly upon one person. Yeah. He yeah. came upon a church. He came upon a company of people. This is all of us together.
1: Men, women, nations, all backgrounds. He
0: broke up all, all, all the stuff where, you know, yeah. it was only good men. Point. or only. So good, He yeah, came I mean. and he broke that down and he yeah. came upon a people. The outpouring of the Spirit was upon a people. There is an element of together we're going to do this. It wasn't on a building.
1: It wasn't wasn't on a building.
0: Yes. It wasn't on a superstar. It was on a people. So you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And God gave me this, this statement. The suddenly of the upper room became the suddenly of the empowered church.
1: Amen. Say wow. that again. That's so good.
0: The suddenly of the upper room became the suddenly of the empowered Gabby. church. Now they could look and now we can look as a result yeah. like Jesus and do what he said. Yeah. And part of that was go. Yeah. So, Paul, let's get back to you and <laughs> some more questions. No, here. no, you keep on going. <laughs> oh, was, I love this. I love
1: love, love your heart for this. This is so good.
0: What has been, Paul, your personal experience with the Holy Spirit? Mm. Do you have a story like of how he's empowered you? Yeah. Um, to see people encountered by Jesus. Like, I know you've got stories around discipleship and mm. the movement of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So what can you share with us?
1: Well, um, I, I, I grew up in a very conservative background. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll start with this. Uh, it was just about six months before uh, marrying Monica, and we were on a date, and we were walking across the Harbour Bridge. Now, I come from a very conservative uh, background. I appreciate the biblical teaching, a uh, yep. brethren background. My parents were missionaries. My first full on encounter as an adult came on the Harbour Bridge. Wow, I got baptized really? in the Holy Spirit and I got the gift of tongues <laughs> on, the of, uh, on the Harbour Bridge. Nobody praying, just really rejoicing in the Lord. And I got the gift of tongues
0: amazing. Uh,
1: on the Harbour Bridge. But my recollection Uh, Of the move of the Holy Spirit came in the early years on the mission field. Now, as I said, my parents were very conservative. um, They were part of a great evangelistic crusade and very good in church planting. My dad planted six churches. But I remember that in the island we were living, the island of Sardinia in Italy, uh, medical facilities were very poor, Mm. and the island still today is embedded in white and black magic. And so I still remember my dad, who came from a, a kind of conservative background, almost cessationist, that the gifts of the Spirit had finished. Yeah. And yet my dad had to, had to rely on healing, mm. uh, on, on, on deliverance. And so dad would go into towns and preach the gospel on, on, a, on a fruit box in the 60s, 70s. And, and And demonic would erupt all around mm. him. But people would get healed because they saw the power of God. And so uh, even in, in, our, in our lounge room, I remember seeing so many people uh, just delivered and my dad would just preach the gospel and radically, radically healed. It uh, was incredible. And the second one was obviously uh, during, you know, one of the greatest experiences my life, Gabby, was uh, in 2000, uh, sorry, 1994, it started when the yep. Toronto Blessing yes. hit the church that we had just wow. arrived. Wow. We had left our Baptist church, joined Ranwick Baptist Church. Greg Beach had been calling out to go for the more of God. God, there must be more. And the Spirit of God erupted the Sunday we arrived. Monica and I arrived. And it was just incredible what we saw. We saw um, criminals radically come to Jesus. We went into prisons and saved. We saw um, transvestites, Mm. prostitutes. Uh, people coming from kind of the sex the sex industry yeah, yeah. radically saved. they would come. They said, "We are not sure why we are here." We wow. would see marriages restored, businesses restored, simply really? through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then out of that, Gabby, then we went to the nations. You know, homes of hope, uh, the, the the orphanages that Greg Beach started, uh, the nation started out of this move of the Holy Spirit. Exactly what you said, you receive the Holy Spirit, and you'll go and be my witnesses. And we saw one of the greatest um, outpouring of the Holy Spirit in us, but through us. And so, those Amazing. are some of the stories, and I've got many more, but uh, for time's sake, I'll move on. What a
0: legacy, what stories, what a history we've yeah. got, and there's there's more that's coming, you know. And just, so much more. Just thinking yeah. how God says, you know, the glory of of the latter house will be better than uh, the, amen. the former amen. and it's hard to believe when you've lived through some amazing moves of God like that yeah. uh, but God is moving powerfully today and there is more coming absolutely
1: and it's dangerous I think it's dangerous Gabby that we go all oh, the good old days yeah I love what you said the, the, the what God is doing right now is by far going to be better than what we, that was, great. was oh, great watch what God's about mm. to do well done Woo. yeah
0: exciting <laughs> exciting so Paul preached a message, an amazing message on Sunday. And you can go and check that out on our website. Um, I think it was, actually it was live stream, wasn't it? So there will be video even of that. You can also listen to the podcast of it. But he preached a message about koinonia, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about, like unpack a little bit of that, what fellowship with the Holy Spirit looks like, why it's so important for us, especially in light of this topic, discipleship.
1: Fantastic. Um, the idea of, of Sunday was actually provoked by a sermon that Matt preached a couple of weeks uh, before. And he talked about that we, we we don't want to become like the Dead Sea, mm. that that a, the, uh, there's a big river that comes into the Dead Sea, yep. but there's no outlet. Yes. And so Matt uh, started a conversation in his preach that we need to both receive this conduit from the Holy Spirit and then let it out. And yeah, that wow. provoked that. Second Corinthians 13, 14 was kind of my working scripture, and it says this: "May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship, mm. the koinonia of, of the Holy Spirit, be with you." Uh, he Paul picks this concept again in Philippians two. He says the common place of the Holy Spirit, and 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 this idea, Gabby, that that as we are in partnership with the Holy Spirit, that we lean into the Holy yes. Spirit, that we 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 become more attached to the Holy Spirit. He straight away, the Holy Spirit, straight away deflects back into Jesus. So what, what happens is as we learn the language of the Spirit, the nuances of the Spirit, yeah. we actually become more like Jesus. It says in Timothy that we have the mind of Christ. Yes. And it also says in Second Timothy that we, you know, we are seated in heavenly places. That's the Holy Spirit who shows us and empowers us to live more like Jesus. And That's so okay. this idea uh, of fellowship, but not only that, but fellowship produces. Uh, you just read this, Acts 1.8. It says, but wait when the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will become my witnesses. Yeah. The danger has been in the Western church, I think, is that we've we've gone after the power but no outlet. And God's saying, go back to this original idea that you yeah. said at the beginning of this chat, that it, it, it's a both and. As you receive, you give it away. Yes. I, I live by this motto. My motto is live full, die empty. The idea with that is that as we receive it, we give it away. So when my day has come, when the trumpet calls, God calls me home, I've used my talents, talents, one, three, five, whatever it is, to bring as many people with us. The idea is this. I keep a hand on the Holy Spirit, my hand's behind me, and I'm bringing people forward.
0: I love that picture. And they don't
1: become dependent on us. They are dependent on Jesus. I'm always pointing to Jesus. The danger is that often we want to bring people, you know, point them to us. They're not my disciples. Yeah. They're a disciple yeah. of Jesus.
0: Yeah, and Very I love what good, Paul
1: yeah. says: "This follow me as I follow Christ." Yes, you know, Paul's eyes is on Jesus. Yeah, but at the same time, he says, "Come, follow me on a journey." Mm-hmm. And I love this idea that that Koenonia produces that we're bringing people close to Jesus. The danger in the Western church is that we become this is offensive, but fat little Christians, and I don't mean physically, yes. but we need, you know, we, we got yep. all this information and all this bounty of goodness, oh. and there are hundreds of people going to hell or who need healing or need deliverance. On the other side of our obedience, wow. somebody's waiting for to be healed yes. and saved. And it just, we need to get over ourselves yes. and get over and do it. That's uh, So, kind of, that's the crux of Sunday.
0: That is. So important. It's so good. I love that. And it's true. And I think it's it's not harmful or hurtful mm. to face the reality yeah. that that this is what God's doing. He's saying, you've been equipped. You've yeah. been given everything you need. Yeah. And there are people who are desperate and hopeless and lost. Will you yeah. love them? Will you love them like I love them? Yeah. You've, you've got what it takes. That's for all of us. Yeah. That's for every single one of us doesn't matter your personality type. Yeah, I love that. It. It's his personality type that comes upon you, and we go out of that, and we love on them. And yes, he uses who yeah. we are. Yeah. Yes, it fits into sometimes our personality type. But often, I like what you said, it's it's obedience. Yeah. Actually, obedience equals I love you, Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to do what you said. Obedience yes. matters. That's right. 1 John
1: 4 says God's love language is obedience. Isn't it it? So, Absolutely, yeah. Gabby. I love that. Just... Get over yourself, embrace who you are, and be used by God.
0: Yeah, we, we like to say be fully you, fully I him. love
1: that. <laughs> and you, go fully for it. Go for um, it. I've adopted that one. I love yeah, it. Yeah, good.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, So the disciples did that. They mm. went into this. They got filled with the Spirit, went out onto the streets after there suddenly. And then Peter preaches, doesn't he? Yeah. With this fiery boldness that he did not have before. And that's what I love. I've seen that too when I've gone out. And it's so scary. And then you just take that step you yeah. cross that chicken line and then you're all in. And then he comes. The Holy Spirit comes. Amen. Often he comes in that moment. Don't wait to yep. feel really brave and strong and have a message all together or the words all worked out. Just go and he'll just come. Go. I yep. love the picture that you had of holding Holy Spirit's hand. Yep. Oh, keep holding his hand. He will not let you down in that yeah. moment. Yeah. He won't. And the, disciples, the disciples did that. Peter preaches. 3,000 people are added. To the church 3, that they 3,000 3, yeah. under the Holy Spirit, there. Yeah. There's a key right there. They didn't just become believers, they didn't just get saved. He then well, the word says they were added. They were okay. added, and that means they became part of. And I love the koinonia aspect. Yeah. Is that isn't it? It's yeah. this supernatural knitting into intimacy, into relationship. Into they had all things um, co- in common. They, they, yeah. you know, they laid down their lives practically for one another and for the king. Uh, that's koinonia. I mean, these were the ones that ended up turning the world upside down. Yeah. So Paul. Yeah. How about, um, can you speak a little bit more into that? Like, how do we see people shift from being believers? Because this is where our heart's at at the moment. How do they move from just, yes, I believe, but I'm here for what Jesus can give me. I'm here to be comfortable. I'm here if it suits me. Of course, I believe in Jesus, but it's all on my terms. How do we shift that from them from that to being, People who are followers of Jesus, who do what Jesus did, who look like Jesus, who then will step out and, and you know, not love their life more than they love his life. Mm.
1: I, think, I think once we, 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 we are absolutely enamored with Jesus, we cannot but have his heart. And Jesus, one of the key things, and we read this in Luke 19, he says, I've come to seek and save the lost, yeah. lost people. Other loss spiritually, emotionally, physically, uh, sexual identity stuff. Uh, you know, uh, we, we we If we get the heart of God, we cannot yep. but want to do the wow. very things. There and He gives us. He says, "I yes. give you the tools through the Holy Spirit. I empower you with that." Um, and so the shift is from becoming a from a believer who just comes on Sunday to a follower of Christ. Yeah. Key word for me, Come key on. is that when I become a follower of Jesus, I follow in His footsteps. Yes, very good. You know, I, I think the way he thinks, my speech, I think one of the key elements of Queen Unia is Galatians five, the fruit of the spirit, you know, how I speak, how I empower other people. Do I add to people, or I detract to people? When I see when I'm you know away from people, do I gossip? Do I am I negative or am I a master builder? Part of being an apprentice is I'm a master builder. My speech is always to build people up, never very to tear good. them down. And so um, one of the questions that you asked me is how do we shift? Uh, one of the greatest stories that I remember, uh, John Wimber. John Wimber, an amazing mm, man of God who started mm. who started the uh, the, uh, the, the Vineyard Kiniage. Movement. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and there's about 2,500 churches in 95 That's countries incredible. right now. Yeah. Great testimony. And I, and I love this. So John Wimber was a jazz musician, a rock musician, a phenomenal musician. Yes. Um, and uh, anyhow, he... he booze and girls and drugs. That come
0: with that lifestyle. Often. That comes with yes. that yes. lifestyle. Yes. So
1: he, he gets saved. Somebody led him led him to Christ. And uh, and uh then so he radically saved and he goes to his church. And he goes to the church and he hears all this stuff about Jesus yeah. and, and stuff like Jesus, but they never did it. They never did it. Mm. And he says, hold on a minute. I was having more fun in the rock and roll world, world. than now that I'm saved. Yes. And so he cried out the Holy Spirit and he says, Holy Spirit, I don't want to just know about this stuff i want to be a doer of this stuff and he cried out to god and then god used him powerfully he cried out to god in signs and wonders it took yes. him a while if you know this story and yes, you yeah. prayed for one year and nobody got okay. healed and then it exploded yeah and so that for me is the shift from believer to follower to an activator i want to become yeah, an activator good. of the holy spirit not just <laughs> okay good. this is what jesus did i want to do this stuff right now and so that for me is the shift don't just believe, say, God, if it's true, if I have a revelation, then use me. Here's my hands, my talents, my eyes to extend your kingdom.
0: So good. Yeah, I do love that. I love how John Wimber I do love John Wimber. Yeah. He is one of my heroes of the faith. And I, I just love his heart that went after the more. He just that's went after it and it was it was key. at a cost. Yeah. And um, he was obedient because that's what God had told him to do. Don't shift off the topic. And then finally, you know, the trickle happened and the breakthrough happened. And he was just, one of the things God said to him was make it like a tell and show or show and tell. Yes. And so he demonstrated. He would speak the word. And he would demonstrate, he would allow the Holy Spirit to then come and show the kingdom. And that was evident. Like you could not deny. If you were in a meeting with John Wimber, you would see the Holy Spirit moving powerfully across the whole Room, yeah. uh, but he's he's just he's not more special than any of us. He's no. an amazing vessel that God used. He was just I mean, obedient. He wasn't was he? genuine. He was obedient. He was, yeah. and we can look at those people and be spurred on and aspire to be, uh, you know, what almost like you said, Paul, well, so. like Paul said, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. There are these people God has used, raised up and used. That it's okay to follow them yeah. and to to look at them and think, Wow, God, I want what they've got. But then it's the Holy Spirit, isn't it, that comes and He empowers and He does that. But going after the more, get hungry, get hungry for more. Don't be yeah. satisfied with where you're Come at. On. Absolutely. There's so much more. Absolutely. I'm not satisfied. I know that there's yeah. more for me to step into and walk this yeah. out. Walk it out. Yeah. Uh, it's so, so good. good. God's so good. All right, Paul. What would you say is the mark of a true disciple of Jesus? Hmm.
1: I think it's reflecting Jesus in the marketplace. Yeah. I know we probably covered uh, it. We covered it. I think in its simplest form is that my lifestyle, my speech, my character. I, I'm, I'm big on character. I think character always goes before gifting. Very good. Uh, and you know we can we can demonstrate all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. One Corinthians fourteen. Yeah. If I don't have love. Yes, I'm a resounding gong, and for me, true discipleship is somebody who represents Jesus in in the private, in the because closet, a
0: secret place. Yeah. Se- my yeah. speech
1: is always empowering. I'm big on this. You know that that it's always encouraging, empowering, not negative, not you know bitching about other people, not complaining about other people, but always bringing the gold, um, always yeah. bringing the gold out of people. Yeah. And I think that's it. Um, and I write this: a disciple's character is far more important than his or her gifting. Someone who is daily discipled by the Holy Spirit, who disciples others, who disciples others, who disciples others. That is a follower of Christ. And so, again, this, you know, as I'm connected to the Holy Spirit, as I'm being schooled by the Holy Spirit, I bring people with me. But I want to reflect Jesus really well. Graham Cook said that you and I are the closest thing to Jesus that people in the marketplace see. So let's represent him really well.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. One of the things God challenged me with, and it's not... Bible like it's not in the Bible so you can take it or leave it but was um, Jesus said if you've seen me you've seen the father yes, and yes. The, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me can people look at you and say or could I genuinely say if you've seen me you've seen the father if you've seen me you've seen Jesus <laughs> wow. I'm not there yet honestly I'm <laughs> no. not that it was a challenge that that God put to me and I know it's because he's he's made us to go from glory to glory yes. that's not for my that's not about our glory it's the glory of Jesus we' we're, we're becoming Conformed, transformed into yeah. the image of Jesus. Yes. Do people see Jesus when they look Amen, at you? Gabby. Do people see Jesus yeah. when they look at me? Wow.
1: Yeah. Key point. Yeah.
0: You and I, we talked about this. We've been through, I've also been through times of revival, mm-hmm. times of great outpouring. And yes, we, we need to continually live in a personal revival. Yeah. And God is doing that at the moment, awakening and reviving people and his church. But we've been in times where it, there is a differentiation, when the Holy Spirit comes in great power upon a, a whole, not just one church, but global. I mean, we've seen it happen with Toronto, with, where it, it's transferable, it's happened globally, Pensacola. You know, there's moves of God that are sovereign. And he comes in great glory. I mean look back in the history of revivals if you want as a little as a little side topic and yep. look at Azusa Street and some of the great moves of God and the the um, what was the fruit of those moves of God? Because yeah. they're ongoing and, and we can see fruit even from nice. Toronto days to date. Like, I'm actually even fruit from that time. Um, The Holy Spirit encountered me radically in those one of those moves. So we saw people encountered really radically. Like you said, amazing things happening. So people being set free, people, you know, oh, just so many, many, many things happening, Heal, healings, mass repentance, you know, running to the front, you know, wherever it is, or dropping on their knees in the streets and saying, what do I do? I, yeah. And you know, weeping and repenting, um, not just in out of out the church, but in the church as well. Absolutely. In the church, yeah. God really did a move of holiness. and um, But it always overflowed into the streets. Once yeah. people were encountered, touched, even with myself, I couldn't help but talk about yeah. God. Like, it was just... It was it was just consuming. Um, it was so exciting. And so many were being saved. So my question is this. In your opinion, you know, back then, do you think those people who were saved at the time, because you, you walked through this and you walked through uh, with people and discipled people. So do you think these people were discipled well overall? And, and if so, how were they discipled? Like, what can we learn from that? And what are some of the practical things that were done to disciple them?
1: Yeah. I think the answer is we, we did it well and not so well. Uh, I think we're, 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 by the grace of God, we're, we're kind of all learning to. We're always we? learning too, but aren't we? One of the things that we were particularly blessed, We uh, uh, lead pastor, Greg Beach, uh, was such a good instructor. He was such a good coach, if you like that. And at the very beginning, because Toronto happened in our church, he said we need to not just let this come up in smoke, but we need to transform every part of our lives. And so he straight away then wrote two manuals called "The Race of Your Life," uh, and he took all the church, all of us. Uh, he said, "Look, I want everybody to learn to become a discipler." And so, even if you were just saved, just yeah. a day that day, you will do the course. He this would, is so would, good. And people picked up this idea that as I'm connected to God, I bring people with me, follow me as I follow Christ. I love and that. And so the whole church, children were doing it, kids were doing doing it. Um, uh, people from the sex industry who had been radically saved only a day or through, they were bringing other prostitutes yes. and other people wow. about Jesus because they were so impacted by the love of Jesus, they had to share it. And so it wasn't really. just a course. It yes. became kind of a, something to live or die for. Um, and so not everybody did it. Yeah. Not yeah. every You know, you're, you're fine. And everything. we need to bless that. And it's fine. It's okay that, that people are in different journeys. I think to cookie cut everybody, we can't. But what people need to know, this is our culture. This is our love of Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, um, uh, the guy in, in, in Africa, can't remember his name now, the, the evangelist. Reinhard bonke said this, Give me Africa, a blood-washed Africa, lest I die.
0: Wow. And, and that's,
1: if that that's was our so motto, give me a blood-washed Australia, wow. blood-washed nations.
0: Ooh, feel anointing on and, that.
1: And when, wow. when we carry the cross, see a missionary is not somebody who crosses the sea, it's somebody who sees the cross, isn't wow. it? When you see the cross, good, Paul. you bring people with him. And so, but it's methodical, it's learning. It's a little bit like silence breakers. I love silence breakers. It was methodical. We as a church all not bought into it. It got our hearts. Yes. And yeah. we are better for it. Yeah. So I think yeah. we did it well and bad, but it was intentional, systematic, and for everybody.
0: So good. I love that. And I hope you're getting stirred. I'm really, really stirred with this. It's like the Holy Spirit there's so much life in it. Holy Spirit is right here breathing Amen. on this. Amen. And and yes, it's going to look a little bit different in our context in the season we're in now, but the core is the same. Yes. It's disciples. Yes. It's let's like be Gabby. followers of Jesus and do what he said. Be disciples, because we never stop being disciples ourselves. That's right. Um, It's forever. And be disciples who make disciples, who make disciples, as Paul said, (sighs) who make disciples. Wow, there's revival right there. If we all did that, revival. I mean, we're going to see the streets change. We're going to see it shift things in our cities, in our suburbs. Uh, Yeah, we get to then see, uh, we get to be culture uh, shifters and culture definers rather than be on the back foot uh, that's what the disciples did. Absolutely. These were those that turned the world upside down. That's what I was they going to were
1: the They turned the world upside down.
0: Let it be us. Let it be us. Okay, we're nearly out of time. We're going to finish up in a minute. What are some of the lessons, now you did come into this a little bit, but what are some of the lessons we can learn even from maybe the mistakes we or others have made in the past? And now we honour those in the past so we're not pointing fingers or saying they did it wrong. Absolutely not. They had a revelation and they were obedient to the revelation that they had and we actually honour them and we love what they've given us. They've paved a way for us right Mm -hmm. now and so we have a legacy because of those who who chose to live that lifestyle, who surrendered to God and be obedient. We honour them, but we can learn from mistakes can't we we can look and go okay Holy Spirit what do we do now Uh, how do we not make the same mistakes how can we steward what Uh, you are doing among us right now and steward it well how can we do this with honor and integrity
1: great question and it would take another session (laughs) but just just in brief just in brief uh, I'll spin off from Matthew 25 the parable of the talents we all got talents yeah Um, and there are uh, people who got different talents than us and people who got similar talents to us I think, and I think one of the wisdom would say, look at all the talents in the church and see how we can facilitate disciple people either with similar talents or encourage them in their talents. The business world, get all yes. the business guys together. How can we impact our world? Uh, the medical field, the legal field, the, the the young mums' field, whatever it is. But rather than one size fits all, mm. and part of the fivefold ministry is is this diversity of gifts Wonderful. building. Yeah. The kingdom of God. And so I think one of the mistakes is that we wanted to, that everybody has to think the same way, behave the same way and do it the same way. That's one of the greatest mistakes that we did, that we have to speak the same way. And if you came with purple hair, earrings and whatever, that you couldn't fit in. And and that's where the church, I think, broke down. Rather than embracing diversity in unity. And that's what very I would say. Yeah. Diversity in unity in common cause. Philippians so two that you would have the same mind, same heart, same spirit. But you don't have to look the same way or speak the same way. And even if people are going in a different direction, can we be secure enough to say, let's have a go? Yeah.
0: And, and yeah, you know, one
1: good. of the things that as Australians we always say, have a go, you mug. You know, have, and <laughs> give it, give it a go. And I give think the go. church has not been Love good it. in that. You know, you give it a go as long as you don't have. As it's conditional. Conditional. Yeah, yeah. But let's empower people because they're they're made Very to good. the image of God, and I think good discipleship is to see the gold in everybody—the one
0: talent, the three yeah. talents.
1: It says, "How can I see you double your talent? How can I help you grow in your talent so you can then give it away?"
0: Beautiful heart of leader of a leader and a father in the in the house here. Um, one thing I was I was saying during the week and thinking about Paul was that when Jesus called the disciples to follow him. They did not have it all together, and they actually, no. on the road, they were learning. But not only that, they were questioning a fair way down the track: "Are you actually the Messiah?" Like I used yes. to. I mean, he called people who didn't even yet believe fully that he or know that he was the one. And one betrayed him. And one betrayed him. Yeah. And but he was willing to call them and journey with them and, yes. and walk it out with them and demonstrate and empower and equip them and look at who they became. And yes, let's let's give grace to people. Let's call yeah. people to come alongside us on the journey. And um, yeah, let them be. Let them be who God's called them to be. That's why we say, Amen. be fully you. And I hope you're hearing that today. You Amen. be released to be fully you, full of Him, and then you overflow into your everywhere. Come on, so good. All right, we're going to end with this. Do you have any final words or a prophetic thought or a way you want to pray for us to finish up with? One, Wait. one thing. One thing. Excellent.
1: Use your talent and give it away. Get, use your talent. Stop. Stop denying yeah. it. Very if good. If you got two or three, that's great. But just a one. And say, God, how can you, I use my personality, my quirkiness, my my whatever it is, <laughs> um, eccentricity, whatever <laughs> it is, how can I use yeah. it to glorify Jesus yeah. and extend yeah. the kingdom? Exactly. Stop right. making excuses. Give him the talent God. and watch it multiply. Wait. Don't bury your talent.
0: Wow. I'm going to clap for that one. Come on. That's powerful. Take that. Embrace that. Say yes, Lord. Just say yes to him right now. Yeah. Yes, Jesus. All right, Paul, can you pray for us? Okay, and we're going to finish I'm do- up? There. I'm doing a lot of the talk oh, today. That's wonderful. We love to hear from you. Thank you for, for what you've shared. Um, yeah, I think we'll just finish up and pray because we're going to keep, continue on this topic. Okay. We can't cover everything in one of these sessions because there's so much, but we get excited Amen. and we'd like to keep going. <laughs> but I think we'll we'll pray, we'll we'll release what Holy Spirit is saying, and uh, we will definitely keep going next time.
1: Cool. Let's pray. Father, we, 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 we just ask that you, we, we, we humbly ask that you would come upon this word, disciple shift, disciple shift, that you would shift us in being the disciples that you've always called us to be.
0: Yes, Lord. That we
1: would take the one talent, we would take even our mistakes, we would take even our past, but not be stuck there. But Lord, what can I do today? That we're not stuck in in, in the fear of the past or the anxiety of the future, but today I'm going to activate my talent or talents for the glory of King Jesus, for the advancement of the King, to go, that I would get over myself, that I would be obedient to the Word of God, I would humble myself and submit to the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray today that we as a people would be so much in koinonia, that yes, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, that we would, Lord, not allow uh, our brokenness and our sin and our fears for stopping us being so connected in communion with the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, we are excited <laughs> what's on the other side of our obedience. Help us, Lord, to keep one hand on you, but, Lord, that we would start bringing as many people into the reign of God, the rulership of God, the kingdom of God, and see lives transformed as we have in this season. We're seeing so many lives transformed, but, Lord, we know there is more. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, right now, anoint every viewer, every viewer that as they take hold of you to take hold of others. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. amen.
0: I just had a quick picture. What I saw was some people with chains on hands, and I also also saw um, like a... um, not like a face mask for COVID, but, you know, like a binding, yes. like a binding wow. around your mouth, wow. and it stopped you. You felt how handcuffed, and handcuffed and your, that your voice has not been heard and it's been actually shut down and you've not been effective. You've wanted to. And so, Holy Spirit, right now, we just ask that you would break that. He's revealing it because he wants yeah. to set you free. So just so. right now, if that's you. Just say, yeah, in Jesus' name, I'm partnering with you, yes, Holy Lord. Spirit. I'm partnering with freedom, that you're going to release my hand so that I can do what you've called me to do, that I can use what's in my hand for your glory, that I can see people being saved, healed, delivered through my hands. And the same Amen. with my voice, where the voice has been shut off, shut down, where you've been made to keep silent, to shut up. Yep. The Lord is saying he doesn't want you to shut up anymore. And and actually for... for at least one of you, I I feel to say I'm really sorry that someone possibly in a church has told you to shut up because that was not Jesus. Mm -hmm. That was not Jesus. And he's Mm -hmm. saying, I'm removing, you you came under that. You came under that and you shut up and you stopped speaking about him. And right now, just be healed. Holy Spirit, would you come with your comfort, with your healing and remove that that binding, that mask, that thing that has shut this beautiful person up and release their voice once again. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. So, bless you guys. What a great well, topic. Thank you for the privilege. So wonderful to have you here, Paul. I know we'll have Paul again. And we're going to just dive into, so we're going to unpack this. We're going to have so much fun. It's a massive topic. I hope you've enjoyed it. You've gotten a lot out of it. Please feel free to comment, to yeah. um, contact us if yeah. you'd like some more information or you'd like prayer for anything at all. Uh, but in the meantime, go for it. Just say, yes, Jesus. And like Paul said, be released Go and do it. Go into your everywhere. Be fully you, full of him. That's it. And just overflow. Amen. In Jesus' name. So bless you. And until next time, see you later.
1: See you later. God bless.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.